0: If you have your Bible and you want to turn with me uh, to Proverbs, and uh, uh, we're going to continue our series in Proverbs. Um, this will be our third week in our series called Words to Live By. And uh, if you were here the first week, we talked about how to acquire wisdom. The book of Proverbs is um, is one of the five wisdom books of the Bible, and it was written primarily by King Solomon who was the wisest man that ever lived. And, uh, and there's great nuggets. There's great truth in the book of Proverbs. So I encourage you, if you hadn't already done this, maybe just read Proverbs. Like there's a chapter for every day of the month. I encourage you to just read it and just meditate on it and let the word get inside of you. And, uh, and, and those Proverbs are going to begin to, to influence your life and help you to walk in greater wisdom than you ever have walked in before. Amen? So if you have your book, your Bible, your notepad, whatever it is, and if you open up, just open up to Proverbs, and uh, you can follow along, because we'll be using uh, various scriptures. You know, one thing about Proverbs is that it talks about all kinds of things, like family, and, and relationships, and working, and uh, words, and all this stuff. But they're not categorized. Like, you you know... The, the script, the Proverbs on words is not in chapter one. They're scattered out. And so you gotta, you gotta kind of search them out like gold if you wanna get the truth out of them, amen? And so let's pray. Father, we pray, bless our time in your word. God, help me to deliver and teach your word. Lord, I pray that you would anoint the hearts and the ears of those that are hearing your word today. And Lord, may your word come alive in us today. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, as I mentioned, first week, I talked about how to acquire wisdom. Last week, Pastor Kelly preached a powerful message on relationships, didn't he? Uh, you know, and he talked about uh, five relationship uh, or three marks of a healthy relationship, five relationship killers. If you weren't here, I encourage you to go on on the church app or the um, or podcast and listen to it. It was a powerful message. Amen. Now, this morning, I want to talk to you about how to make wise choices. How many of you like to make wise choices? This is an IQ test, right? How many of you would like to make wise choices? You know, uh, you, if you remember, we started this series and I mentioned that I had been asked to, to, uh, to share a word at a graduation. And as I was thinking about what to share, I was trying to think of something that, you know, could profoundly impact their life for the rest of their life because they're just finishing high school. And I thought about, you know, how to make or make wise choices. Make wise choices. Why? Because, you know, really, um, you know, the the decisions, the choices we make have so much to do with the future of our lives, right? In fact, you know, if you think about it, we are where we are today because of the choices we've made, uh, because of the decisions we made. And, uh, you know, in other words, where we are financially is because of the financial decisions we made. Where we are relationally has a lot to do with the relational decisions that we've made. Are y'all still with me yet? Where we are in our job, our career, has a lot to do with the choices and decisions we made concerning that. And so um, we are who we are and where we are today because of the choices and the decisions that we made. And um, hey, where are we going to be tomorrow? Where are we going to be next month, next year, the next five years? Has a lot to do with the quality of choices and decisions that we make today right? Somebody said, our decisions determine our destiny and our choices determine our character. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever made a bad decision and suffered terribly because of it? Don't lie in church this morning. That's a sin. We heard that last week, right? Have you ever made a bad decision and regretted that decision and wish you could go undo that decision and and remake that decision? Come on, raise your hand if you ever did that before. You know, I heard of two guys who made bad decisions and they regretted it. One was this guy was stealing some lobsters. He was, you know, up in Maine and he was stealing lobsters and he had his hands full of lobsters. And, and but he he wanted to get one more. So he decided to stick one of the lobsters in his pants and grab another one. How I many of you know that was a bad decision right there? You know, uh, another one I heard was this guy went to rob a bank and uh, he goes up to the teller, pulls out his gun and says, you know, here's the bag. Put up. Give me all your money. And she said, Well, I'm gonna need to see your ID, sir. So he hands over his ID and she fills the bag with money, and then he takes off, and she's got his ID in his hand. How many of you know that dude right there made a bad decision? So listen, some of the decisions we made maybe not be that drastic, but how many of you know we've made some bad ones, right? You know, listen, life experience teaches us it only takes a second to make a bad decision, but it can cost you a lifetime of regret. It only takes a second to make a bad decision. There's tremendous power in our decisions. In fact, Deuteronomy 30, 19 says this, Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that your descendants might live. Now the Lord told Israel, he says, listen, concerning choices and decisions, he said, I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And I give you the privilege of choosing which one you want to live in. Do you want to live in life or do you want to live in death? Do you want to live in blessings or do you want to live under the curse? And so now here's the problem is that many of us uh, sometimes have problems with decisions. In fact, some of us have problems making decisions. We apathetically allow life to happen to us by not making decisions. Instead of aggressively making life happen, by making decisions, are you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Our sometimes our problem is indecision. But how many of you know not making a decision is a decision, right? Some of us have problems being confident in our decision making. We make decisions, then we mentally torment ourselves. Was that a good decision? Oh man, should I have did th- should I you know should I made this decision? And so we you know and so our our problem then is being double minded about decision making. And then some of us have problem making wise decisions. We make decisions. We make them all day. We just make the wrong ones. Have you ever made a series of wrong decisions? You know, in fact, Wednesday night here in service, I was talking to a young man and I, I just met him and I was just talking to him, just finding out, you know, about him and his life. And, and he told me that, uh, he's recently made a series of bad decisions. And obviously he's paying a high price for it. And he said, I'm, he said to me, I'm trying to make better decisions. And so I, I thought, man, that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about on Sunday. But you know, that's the challenge for many of us is not to just make decisions, but to make wise decisions, to have, make good choices. So the big question today is, how do you make wise choices? How do you make better choices? You know, they say we make on the average 2,500 choices and decisions a day. Some of them consciously and some of them unconsciously. Like, in fact, you decided where you were going to sit today when you got here. You don't know that you made that decision. You just do it. Some of you sat there because your mom and dad, you know, so they made the decision for you. But you get what I'm saying, right? We make, we make decisions every day. What we're going to eat, what we're going to wear. We make choices on our attitude. We make choices about the friends that we hang around with, the words that we're going to use. We make all these choices. But wouldn't it be great if we made better choices that would cause us to live in the realm of blessing and cause us to live in the realm out of the tree of life instead of out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that brings death to your life? So I want to talk to you about how to uh, make wise decisions. Here's some steps you can take. And I'm just going to run through them. First one is this. Pray for God's direction and guidance. Now, you know, we all have to make minor decisions and major decisions. And sometimes it's the little foxes that spall the vines, the little decisions. A series of bad little decisions equals one big bad decision. But sometimes we got to make serious decisions and we make the wrong decision and it just totally alters our life. And, and so, you know... uh, It's those major decisions that we make that are wrong that really cost us dearly. But listen, but before we make any major choice or decision, how many of you would agree we should get God's perspective on it? We should get God's perspective. And Proverbs 28, 26 says, a man is a fool to trust himself, but those who use God's wisdom are safe. Those who use God's, Wisdom are safe. A safe way to make wise decisions is to get God's perspective on it. You're always going to make a better decision if you consider what God thinks. Does that make sense? But how many of you would agree that you can be a Christian and still not even consult with God? I'm I'm going to do this. I think this is what I need to do, and I'm going to do it. And then we go, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? That's a problem. We weren't thinking. So how many of you ever made a stupid decision But at the time, you thought it was a great decision. You ever had had that happen to you? I have many times. I made a decision, thought it was a great decision, and later I thought, oh my Lord, what am I doing? You know, I remember years ago, in fact, it was like, um, uh, some of you probably remember that. I don't think it's around anymore, but they used to have this bracelet that uh, they would sell in the bookstores and stuff, WWJD. How many of you, how many of you, Remember those days, right? And it was a bracelet, and uh, WWJD means what would Jesus do? And so the idea was to wear the bracelet so while you were living life, it maybe would remind you before you made that decision, before you made that choice, you would think, what would Jesus do? Well, I think if we want to make wise decisions, we have to consider WWJD. What would Jesus, do. Because how many of you know, if you let God give you perspective on something, you're gonna make better decisions, right? And, uh, and so I remember, you know, 27 years ago, I had this major decision to make, stay in the all field or go into the ministry. Now, in, you know, human reasoning said I should stay in the all field. In fact, I had friends that said, like Job's friends that said, dude, you don't need to go in ministry. You need to stay in all field, you know? But, you know, as I thought about it, it's like, wait a minute, go in the ministry. I haven't been to seminary. I haven't been to Bible college. I've had no, no uh, you know, formal education to be in ministry. And But I had a decision to make because my heart was pulling me. But logically, it didn't make sense. And so... In seeking God's perspective on it, God helped me to get his heart or his idea, and he brought me to the scripture in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So when God gave me that word, it went against the grain of, of, of human reasoning. It, it, it went against the grain. God's per, perspective, Altered my decision. I was going to stay in the oil field, but I decided to take the risk. But it was amazing. Once I'd made the decision, peace came, and I'm glad I made that decision. God's perspective and direction caused me to overcome human reasoning and the fear that have caused me to not make that that decision. So sometimes we lived our lives, I think, filled with anxiety, and filled with uh, double-mindedness and paralyzed and don't know where to go and don't know what to do because we don't have the confidence that comes from God that this is what we should do. So how many of you would agree it's good to just ask the Lord for his perspective? And peace will rest there. When you make a choice, a decision, you ask God what he wants you to do. Pray for God's guidance. Step number two is get all the information and the facts that you can you know, uh, in other words, find out all you can about a situation before you make that decision. How many of you know that'll help you right there? Some of you, that's worth your trip this morning to church to just hear that. Listen what Proverbs thirteen sixteen says, any sensible person acts with knowledge, but a fool displays stupidity. Any sensible person acts with knowledge. Sometimes we make unwise decisions because we, we don't gather all the facts. Like, we, we don't think, we don't think through. We don't think through, like, okay, if I make this decision, what, what's my life gonna look like? What, how is this gonna affect my life? And, and so we don't consider that. Have you ever made a decision before getting all the facts? And once you got all the facts, you just, you, you know, I've heard myself say, well, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have made that decision. Have you ever f- heard yourself say that? Well, if I would have known that, If you get all the information, it's easier to make a wise decision. If you want to get better at making wise decisions, ask the question, what do I need to know before I make this decision? What do I need to know? For example, listen to this. Before I make a decision to date someone, you need to know some information about their relational history. Right? If somebody tells you, yeah, I'm single right now, but I've been married seven times, run! run right before you choose to take a new job you need some facts about how much does it pay and how does that company treat their employees just because it's a job doesn't mean it's a wise decision before you change careers is that a stable career don't, don't jump out of the fire into the frying pan, right? Before you hire someone to work for you, you need to know how reliable and ethical they are in business and personal life. Come on, how many of you been there? You hired somebody to do something for you and you're like, oh my goodness, why did I do that? Get all the facts and information. Listen, it's common sense. The more facts you get and the more information you gather, the better decisions you can make. Do your due diligence before making a decision. Are y'all still with me out there? Step number three, ask others for advice. Now there's a radical thought. No need to rely on your personal life experience to make decisions. You can tap into other people's life experiences, right? In other words, before you make a decision, ask others who've had to make a similar decision. Ask others who know your tendency and your weaknesses. Ask them, what do you think? You think I should do that? Seek advice from people who have experience in the area or field you you have information in. So listen, how many of you would agree life can be like living in a war zone sometimes? Right? No, not y'all. It's just me on Landry Road. <laughs> Come on. If you listen, life can be like, man, it's, it can be crazy, right? like, oh my goodness. You know, sometimes, you know, whenever I think about heaven, I'm thinking, Jesus, could you come back today? It's like, this is rough. And then the next day I was like, no, wait a while. I want to watch Penelope grow up, you know. But listen, you know, Proverbs 24, 6 says, so don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. You know, sometimes winning the battles of life has everything to do with getting advice and counsel from others so that you can battle, so that you can war against the battles in life on a good front. You know, listen, it's wise to learn from personal experience, right? Like, I, I did that, I touched that. Oh, it burnt. I don't want to do that again, right? But listen, it's wiser to learn from other people's experience. Come on, we don't have to make all the mistakes ourselves. We can just learn from other people's mistakes, right? And so, if you think about it, we can learn valuable life lessons from other people's successes. Man, how did you do that? How did you, how did you, how did you make that happen? We can also learn from people's failures. I'm not doing that. Come on, are y'all with me out there? In fact, you know, that's why, that's part of the reason why God gave us the Bible is so we can see what not to do. It's like, ah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that. It wasn't good for David when he did that. It wasn't good for Saul when he did that. Even failures can teach you something. So if you're wise, we won't try to learn everything ourselves. We'll learn from other people's experience. So a key to getting advice from others, though, is being humble enough to seek out advice from others. You know, listen, let me, let me give you the proverb. Proverb twenty eighteen. Get good advice and you will succeed get good advice we have to humbly ask for advice you know people have a lot to offer if we'll just you know the there's deep there's deep wells that and great treasure if we'll ask the right questions we can gain from other people's experience but sometimes it's personal pride and arrogance that keeps us from getting wisdom and advice from others The the problem sometimes is we would rather appear to be wise than ask somebody a question. You know, like us men that get lost. I just thought, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. The problem is, is that sometimes we just don't humble ourselves to ask advice. So if you want to make better choices and decisions, ask advice from, listen, not just from anybody, From God fearing people. You know, if you read, if you read Psalm 1, it gives you a picture there. The difference between getting advice from ungodly people and the difference and getting advice from godly people. Listen, you know, you can get advice and it may be pretty wholesome advice, but if it's not in the context of God, you don't want that advice. Are y'all with me? Because the very last thing you want to do is make a choice or decision that gets you out of position with God, right? So I encourage you to get good God-fearing advice. So listen, if you want to make better parenting decisions, ask people who have raised God-fearing children. If you want to make good financial decisions, ask somebody who's done well financially. You know, listen, if, if you want to, if you want business wisdom, Talk to somebody that's doing good at business. Doesn't that make sense? Listen, if you want good marital advice, look for somebody that's got a good marriage and ask advice from them because then you'll be getting good advice. To make wise decisions, ask advice from others. Step number four. If you want to make wise choices and decisions, count the costs before making that decision. Hey, listen, remember this. There's always a consequence to every choice and every decision you make. There's a price. Even what seems like a little decision will have a price tag attached to it. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Listen, you know, I'm I'm convinced that I wouldn't have made some of the decisions I made that were bad decisions if I would have totally counted the cost of what it would mean to make that decision. Well, listen, every choice and decision will cost you time, energy, reputation, relationships, money, resources. It will cost you. And Proverbs 20, 25 says it's a trap to dedicate something rashly and only later to consider one's vows. In other words, it's a trap to make a decision without thinking about the consequences of that decision. So here's another fact of life. It's always Easier to get in than to get out. It's easier to get, listen, in a relationship than to get out of a relationship. It's easier to make a commitment to someone than to carry out that commitment. It's easier to get in debt than to get out of debt. How many of you would raise both hands and say, amen, brother? It's easier to sin against God than to live with the consequences of sinning. Against God. In Luke chapter 14, Jesus said, don't begin anything until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's, there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. and Then everyone would laugh at you. He said, count the cost. Before you make a life-altering decision, ask yourself, what will this cost me? You know, I, I've talked to people that had job opportunities and it's like they can go from this to this financially. They say, man, I got this job opportunity. It's like, oh, great. Man, I can, I can make bank, man. This job, I mean, oh, great. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. How, how often are you going to be away from your family? Oh, a lot. Okay. How long, how much is this going to keep you out of church? Uh, a lot. Okay. Well, is your family mean anything to you? Oh, yeah, it's everything. What about the Lord? Is that mean any- Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's such a good idea. What is this going to cost you? We got to make decisions thinking about what is this going to cost me before I make that decision? How many of you ever bought a new car and had buyer's remorse before you got out of the parking lot and you thought about, Note after note after note after note. It's easier to get in debt than to get out of debt, right? So count the cost before you make a decision. If you got that, say, I got that. Step number five to making wise decisions. Expect problems when good choices and decisions are made. You know, you would think, well, if I make a good decision, everything's going to go great. Right? Wrong. The wise person recognizes there are problems even when good decisions are made. See, regardless of whether it's a good or bad decision, there's potential problems with every decision. Listen, we live in a fallen world. It's not a perfect world. It's not a leave it to beaver, you know, the Walton's family type environment we live in. Amen? And so listen, for example, it's unrealistic to think that you can choose to serve Christ and life is going to be problem-free. It's unrealistic to think that you can choose to live a godly life and everything is just going to go right for you. It's unrealistic to think that you can choose to make wise financial decisions and you'll never have financial problems. It's unrealistic. Listen, bad things happen to good people. I mean, that might not fit in some people's theology, but I believe it's accurate. Listen, Jesus is our example of bad things happening to good people. How many of you would agree that it was a good decision for Jesus to go to the cross? That was a good decision. I'm glad he made that decision, right? But how many of you would agree that it was also a decision that cost him dearly? Like crucifixion. You see, but Jesus was mentally and spiritually prepared to face the consequences of his decision. And here's the problem we sometimes face. We make a great decision, and then we follow up that great decision by making a terrible decision. Because we get disillusioned whenever we start having problems. Like some people, they get they make a good decision to get married, and then they find out their, their spouse has bad breath, and they want to go get a new spouse. Bad breath. It's part of human nature, right? I mean, I'm making it it light, but it's not. It's serious, right? How many of you would agree the disciples made a great decision to follow Christ? They made a great decision, but they made a terrible decision to go back fishing when Jesus got crucified. Obviously, they weren't expecting hardship, And so listen, some people, they make a great decision to surrender their life to Christ and to serve Him. But then they make a terrible decision to walk away from Christ when people start persecuting them and people start laughing at them. Don't make a bad decision after a good decision because problems happen. That's the bottom line, right? Expect problems to happen regardless of whether good decisions or bad decisions are made. Are y'all still with me? All right, ask the question, what could go wrong if I make this decision and what will I do if I face problems? Proverbs 23.3 says, A prudent man foresees the difficulties ahead and prepares for them. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. So the wise decision maker understands that problems are in- inevitable and they foresee that difficulties and problems could arise and ultimately, they learn to trust God that it's still better to make a good decision than a bad decision, regardless of what kind of obstacles are in your way. Would you all agree with that? And then let me conclude. Step number six to making wise choices and decisions is they face their fears of making decisions. Did you know that fear is the root of indecision? You know, I don't know what to do. Just do, just make a decision. But what if it's wrong? Make it. You probably won't make that decision again. When you get to the fork in the road, if you take a left and it's the wrong way, uh, you probably not take a left again. But come on, how many of you know that how you learn to make decisions is you got to make decisions. But fear will keep you from making decisions. We're sometimes fearful of making decisions because we're afraid to make the wrong decision. Did you know that fear is the root of being double-minded? It's the it's root of being double. We're sometimes double-minded because we lack confidence and we're fearful that God would not help us to make wise choices. Lord, would you help me? Lord, I don't know what to do. I, did you pray? Yeah, I prayed. We're afraid, and so we don't, we're, we're double-minded. And so we say, I'm going to do this. Well, are you going to do that? I don't know if I'm going to do this. Come on, how many of you ever felt like you just, just do it? How many of you think God sometimes just tells us, just do it, just make a decision. James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and he will, it will be given him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like, uh, like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord being double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Fear of making decisions makes you unstable in all of your ways. So we got to conquer fear. Fear leads to indecision and double-mindedness. So we got to conquer it, right? We got to conquer it. We got to conquer the fear and start making decisions, but don't just make them off the cuff. Get God's perspective, right? Get God's perspective. Think about the price tag associated with your decision. Get advice from others. Listen, if you're young, if you're a young couple in here and you just started parenting, listen, I mean, there's, there's advice from A to Z on how to parent. I would suggest get some advice from parent, from adults that have raised children and have done a good job. Get advice from them. Because the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the, in the, in the fruit of what they did, right? Amen. And you'll be, listen, if you want to know how to do better financially, talk to those that are doing good financially. Get advice from them. You know, listen, never get financial advice from somebody that lives on the street. That, that, there's a good, there's a good indication that they're not good financial advisors. Come on, y'all. It's so much common sense. But man, it can make you, it can help you make wise decisions. Amen. So when you think about it, this coming week, you're going to have to make some choices. You're going to have to make decisions. We're all one bad choice away, one de- bad decision away from the trajectory of our life going off base. Man, I believe that, listen, one good, cho- one good choice, one good decision right now where you're at could change the trajectory of your life. Where are we going to be five years out? Where are we going to be 10 years out? It's going to be largely dependent on the decisions that we're making today. It would be better for us to make wise decisions right now, as best as we can. And we'll reap a lifetime of blessings and benefits for doing it. Amen? Would you do me a favor and stand? Let me ask you a question this morning. How many of you are faced with having to make a a major decision right now in your life? I mean, as many people as in this room, I'm certain that some of you, man, you got a decision to make right now. Listen, some of you maybe, you say, no, I don't have a decision to make. There really is a decision to make, but you're, 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 you're not making a decision. And you really are making a decision by being apathetic, by being complacent. And some of you, you need fear to be broken off your life and you need to make a decision. Listen, some of you, there might be a choice that you need to make that will keep your reputation intact. Because if you keep going the way that you're going right now, you could be facing some severe consequences right down the road. Some of you need to make a a life-altering decision. And you want to make a wise decision. And we need to get God's perspective. And we need to be free from fear. Free from indecision. Free from double-mindedness. So we're not tormented. So we can just be confident that the Lord is leading me, and guiding me. And I know that He's going to lead me on the right path. And regardless of the problems I face, it's going to be okay. Because He's going to help me. Y'all agree with that? Do me a favor and just bow your head with me for just a moment. You know, the Bible says that that fear keeps us from making the wisest decisions. And one of the the wisest decisions, the wisest decision you could ever make, is a decision to surrender your life to Christ, to follow Him, to follow His path faith is the antidote to fear faith is what causes you to be free from fear trust in God remember what Proverbs 3 says trust in the Lord with all your heart you know there's a time in everyone's life that they got to make a decision are you going to follow Christ are you going to live the Christian life are you going to do your own thing maybe you're here today and God has just been nudging you just been pulling on your heartstrings to say trust me give your life to me follow me follow my ways live the christian life and today the decision you need to make is the decision to follow christ if you're here today and that's what's going on in your spirit going on in your mind i want to pray for you because the lord has got open arms and he's ready to receive you this morning so if that's you would you just do me a favor by just acknowledging that, by raising your hand and say, Todd, would you pray for me? I'm ready to surrender to the Lord. Just raise your hand and just keep it up. I see your hand way back here. I see your hand here. Anybody else, just just hold your hand up. Right here, ma'am, I see your hand. Right here, ma'am, I see your hand. Come on, right here, sir, I see your hand. Come on, let's pray together. Would you pray with me? Say this prayer from your heart. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross thank you for making the right decision so that my life could be changed. Now, Lord, today I choose to follow you. I choose to surrender to you. Lord Jesus, would you forgive me for all my sins? I repent. I want to live the Christian life. I want to live a life pleasing to you. Would you empower me and strengthen me to make the right decisions? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, there's a card in the pew that said, I made a decision. If you just take time to fill that out and bring it to the info center to my left in the lobby, we have a gift for you, a Bible, just some material to help you get started. Welcome to the family of God. It's the best decision you could ever make. Amen. Okay, so now, 25... 2,500 decisions a day times seven. That's a lot, right? Come on. Let's ask God to help us make wise decisions. Father, I pray the spirit of wisdom and grace be upon each of us here today. Lord, help us to, to uh, Lord, to process the major decisions that we make in life, that we might make decisions that, Lord, lead us into the, Lord, the path of blessing and not cursing. Lord, the path of life and not death. Thank you, Lord, for the grace of God over us today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.